episode three in a series of five on altruism. Maybe my brother is a tree, and my other brothers too, and my sisters as well. You know. But maybe, you know, I was just thinking of one brother in particular because he's the one that actually just happened to come up with that comment one day. Uh, it's just what we do. You know. Um, you know, I sort of think I tried to say thank you for something, you know, and he says, "Hey, it's just what we do. Let's get, let's watch the footy." Um, uh, and uh, he's got a funny way, you know. He, he, we were playing golf one day, and uh, I've mentioned this before, probably not in this podcast. Uh, and he was just rapt to be out there, you know, just rapt to be out there with his brothers. And um, and he looked at me, he looked me in the eye, and you know, I was about to tee off, and he said, "Hey, Charlie," you know, except he used my real name for some reason. Um, Charlie, I want you to win today. He said, uh, "But I'm going to be trying my hardest." Uh, but I still want you to win, and I'm going to try my hardest to beat you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I liked that, and um, and and I said, "Well, we're in perfect agreement then," because <laughs> yeah, I want to win too. <laughs> See, I'm not as good. I'm not that good. Um, yeah. So, but we've got that in common, my brother and I. We both want me to win. Now. Um, and um, and the other person I was who the the other person I was mentioning he's a tree too and um, he has done things for people that even he's forgotten um, I like that uh, look he does um, I have you know by spending a lot of time with him he's Greek by the way uh, it's my wife's uncle um, and um, he's Greek and he's the one that taught well there's no, no surprise he's the one that taught me the word philotimo. Um, and you know, he he's an interesting cat too because um, did I just suddenly become a 70s hippie and uh, only by hanging around him a lot have I accidentally accidentally discovered um, yeah you know, I've been hanging around him for like maybe what 30 years only because I've been hanging around him a lot have I discovered how much he's done for so many people he would never have told me and I just you find out these things by accident by talking to other people and all that sort of thing and he's got some really interesting sort of perspectives and ways as well um if you're a progressive he's pretty uh, forthright you know as Greeks can be oh Aussies too um you know in his politics and all that sort of stuff and you know yeah he, he came to this country um um, you know, with one hand tied behind his back, but made something of himself amazingly. Um, you know, and he had to put up with things, and you know, and um, uh, you know, he had to put up with racism and all sorts of things. You know, he's a Greek bloody wog. Um, and um, yeah, in the in the he just put his head down and worked and worked and worked um, and him like most of many greeks in australia and italians too just pushed through all of that somehow and you know 
um, and, and got to that point where, hey, you call me a wog, you wish you were, you know, that sort of thing, you know. Um, there's a whole episode in all of that too. I can't do it justice right here. Now, let me think about this. And he pushed through and he has pretty strident opinions on politics and all that sort of thing. And, but, you know, um, but, uh, you know, and, and very, this is why I say you can't get into people's heads. You don't know who they're helping, you know. Um, someone might say, um, you know, he might put out a political opinion, you know, and some young progressive who's never done anything for anybody in their lives and, pro- and might never, and might never, some young progressive who's got all the right ideals in the modern way might say, um, you know, you're just a uh, typical Western, you know, we're all we're old white men. We don't. I don't like the term white, but I'll say it because it's. I'm, I'm reflecting what other people say. Yeah, and um, you're just an old white man with conservative views. You're not progressive like saintly me. You know, there might be that sort of progressive. I guess a young person. You know, and maybe I was like that a bit when I was young too. You know, we're maybe. Um, Maybe we're all young and silly sometimes, um, at some stage. Anyway, no, but um, but then, the uh, first time I went to his factory, I looked on the uh, I looked on the board, you know, uh, the time clock, and um, every name was foreign, you know. And not only that, not only did he have all these people uh, working for him. Um, I, I gradually came to discover that he was doing more than helping, more than giving them a job. Um, once he brings them into his factory, they're his family. And, you know, he had Indian people, Chinese people, everything, you know. Um, uh, and uh, and um, I gradually came to discover that uh, over the years, you know, there'd be some Indian guy or something and he'd run into trouble with... Um, uh, visas and all that sort of thing, and or you know he'd have trouble with his family or something, and you know my wife's uncle would um, would sort all that out, uh, you know, spend huge time and effort in helping helping out and all that sort of thing, um, and essentially you know bring that person into his inner circle and you know help his wife and help his kids as well and all that sort of thing and you know he'd be killing me if he was listening to this but I haven't named him you know so I'm, I should be all right uh, and nobody listens to my podcasts anyway and uh yeah and buys him a car you know like he might come you know he might come and he might be uh at um and distraught you know this person even though he's got a job um hey you work in my factory, we look after you, you know what I mean? Whatever. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't even think that deeply. Maybe he's a tree, you know, and he just wants everyone, everything and everyone. He wants, he wants good things to just prevail in the world, you know. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, I've, I've seen the way he just gives people cars, you know. And this is not Elvis, you know, who just had spare cash lying around. This is someone who um, worked like a dog Uh, stop the press interrupting myself just for a second uh, if I was to um, play this podcast to my wife's uncle uh, which I won't do I I think uh, because I'm I'm not playing it to anyone really Uh, uh, this would be the moment where I said hey when you did work like a dog all those years is that where you got all your privilege yeah 
because um, now you know you, you, you came out the other end and um, you're you're in fairly good shape and all that sort of thing I suppose um, oh, and and now if if you do have an opinion you know you're just privileged <laughs> that's why you know you can imagine a young person saying something like that you know um, if if um, someone you know we're all old now um, my generation we're all old and I'll get back to the working like a dog bit but I like this line of argument which you know probably has got holes in it but I don't care you know work out what the holes are and you know fill in those holes yourself you know but you can't ring me uh, I'm not really interested in learning so to speak I'm just interested in exploring now um but it's a funny thing um this business of um, each generation, you know, uh, blames the one before. And there's reasons for that, usually. Um, uh, um, I don't know if I can be bothered making this point. I think I will. You know, I've started. Uh, Yeah, sometimes I think, uh, um, you know, when I was younger, everyone a generation above me seemed impossibly uh, set in the old ways and I was after change I wanted to change the world yeah I wanted the world changed um you know a little part of me was like that because it comes with being young you know 18 20 22 whatever okay let's think about this and um and then my generation, and when I say me, I mean the global me, you know, my whole generation. You know, we're all 18, 19, 20, and we're changing the world. All right. And uh, the people above us um, have created a world that we want to change. It was a terrible world that the generation above me created uh, because it was, you know, they created world wars. You know, I was born just after the war uh, finished. I was born... Um, a fair bit after, but not that far after, you know, 45, 55, 65. I was born only 18 years after World War II finished. Okay. Um, so, yeah, look, the generation above the generation, you know, my grandfather's generation, my grandmother's generation, they, they stuffed up badly, you know. They did make a success of things. Um, you know, the, continually, they had World War I and World War II, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to change the world? Hence the 60s and the 70s, you know, the era I grew up in. Um, and, and it has come to pass. Um, the world we live in now is impossibly you know, different from the world that I was born into. The world, you know, it's been nothing short of a social revolution. Okay, so the revolution has come. The world has changed completely. 98% of everything we talk about now is spoken about in a completely, with a, with a completely different sensibility than someone, you know, in my grandfather's time would have spoken about. You know, so look, let's just say, for argument's sake, that the world is different now than it used to be, right? So we've had a revolution. 
uh, since the flower power era in the 70s and all that sort of stuff and and the 80s yeah it all ushered in a revolution we are living in a new world that my generation created and and we killed off the previous world okay good for us okay and um and there was a good reason there were more than, there was more than one reason why uh we thought that the previous world wasn't very well run um well they had world wars for a start you know um aha that gets me thinking of jesus again and peter and the all the apostles you know and even paul uh because were they not in exactly the same boat Young progressives, they're all in their 20s, you know, because their mission was fully formed by the time they hit 30. Uh, so they were all in their 20s, and they had just come out of their equivalent of world wars, you know, the terrible civil wars of Rome. You know, Rome had been a horrible, a terrible place to be for the previous 100 years. Um, and people were in misery, you know, it was awful. So why wouldn't you want to change that? And explicitly, Paul explicitly says that in many of his speeches, his letters to the Greeks. You know, I listen closely to those when I'm in mass. I like Paul's letters to the Greeks. And, he, and his letters pretty much say, hey, um, the old ways, what did they do for you? All they did for you is get you into war. Uh, did they bring you happiness? No, they didn't. Right. New paradigm. New paradigm. Progressiveness. Christianity. Okay. And but there was a there was the other reason the other reason we probably did have we didn't have much attachment to it was we didn't create it. You know, every generation wants to create something. You know, like even at work, if someone um, you know, you're at work and someone's on a project and it's their baby, you know, and they create a product and of some sort and then you come, you know, you come along and you're hired into the firm, you kind of want to kill that product even if it's really good, sort of, you know, because you're not invested in it. Um, you, didn't, you didn't create it. It's not, it's not your baby. And, um, you know, there's an instinct to say, talk that baby down and I'll create a better baby. Yeah. All right, and that's what my generation did. Okay, so they created a new world and this is a new world that we're living in. Right, and now the next generation comes along. Oh, you know, and oh, my generation, quite obviously, just Google it, you know, the 60s and the 70s, you know, they said all the generation above them were, you know, um, hopelessly conservative. Yeah, so we were the new liberals. Um, uh, right. Um, and they were the old liberals because they had thought the same thing about the generation before them. All right, but they're hopelessly conservative now. Conservative meaning they like their ways. Well, of course they like their ways. They built them. Yeah, of course, that's their baby. You know, it's not a surprise that old people are conservative because they're wanting to conserve the world 
they have built, not only for themselves, but in, in their minds, for altruistic reasons, they have built a world for future generations. They really have. You know, in their minds, they didn't build it for themselves. It's not selfishness. They built it for their children. But now their children are saying, we don't want it. We want a new world. And that makes the conservatives grumpy. The old conservatives, you know, privileged conservatives. You know. Of course they're privileged because they've had a whole lifetime of... Um, uh, I, won't, I won't pursue the privilege thing. There, there is such a thing as privilege, you know. Um, but a lot of people who are called privileged, old white privileged males, are actually bloody hard workers who actually <laughs> earned their privilege, you know, by working like dogs, you know, and, and killing themselves, you know, and they get lumped in with the people who were born in a silver, with a silver spoon in their mouth. That's obviously unfair. All right, now, but back to um, the current crop of um, young liberals, you know, and I've got, I've got a whole episode on what liberalism is, but, you know, everything that's not all about chopping a king's head off is liberal, essentially, you know, a dictionary meaning, and I'm talking the Macquarie Dictionary. I don't, I don't read American dictionaries, because why should I? I'm an Australian, right now. Um, and uh, so the current crop of people are saying that the generation above them, which is, who are, who are those ones, who in the 60s and 70s were the young liberal progressives, you know. The, who are totally flower power. Now, the next generation... And, and, and those flower power people built a new world to replace the previous world. And now... And that new world, you know, they're saying, we built this for future generations so that you never have to go through um, what people... went, So you don't have to live with the old conservative ways. Here is a new way. It's progressive, you know. Um, and... You know, you're very lucky. And then the next generation says, no, it isn't, it's conservative. And they say, what? And the younger generation just gets to 18 years of age and they say, no, you are an old white man. Um, I'll say white only because that's what everybody says. I don't say it, but everybody says it, so I'll reflect it. They say, you're just wanting to conserve, you know, your stuffy old ways. And these poor flower power people who are a bit older now uh, are flummoxed and confused and they said no, no no you don't understand we changed the world and you know we've gift wrapped it for you and here it is it's beautiful it's full of liberal liberal ideas and beautiful you know compassion and all that sort of thing and you know we allowed immigration we're the ones who started who let you know brought the Vietnamese people in in the 1970s. You know, we, we're all for all that. Um, uh, what are you talking about? You know, and the refugees uh, from Vietnam were just as good as the Greeks and Italians. Look at them. They've been fantastic, you know. And that was us. What are you calling us conservative for? And, and that was our Liberal Party um, who allowed, you know, Malcolm Fraser, all that sort of stuff, who said, open the borders for the... Um, for the Vietnamese boat people, um, you know, our Liberal Party, which was, you know, Liberal Party's conservative, um, but it's liberal. Um, and uh, I'm confused, they say to the young people. And what the people, young people are saying, no, we want to 
you, you, you don't understand. You're conservatives, and we are the progressives now. And then the penny drops for the old guy. He says, ah, oh, I see what's happening here. We built that world. We thought we were building it for you, but you want to build your own. <sighs> okay, I'll go and watch the footy. But I tell you what, what's going to happen is 25 years from now, you know, you're going to create this beautiful world for the next generation. And uh, they're going to actually um, call you conservatives. So I'll just watch the footy. Thanks for coming. There was one 10-year period in particular that I worked out um, where he just worked 20 hours a day, you know, in the Greek and Italian fashion, in, you know, the immigrant sort of work ethic, um, and basically hurt himself, you know. Now, when he does, you know, when he does things for others at this point in, in his life, um, and I haven't named him, so we should be fine. Um, when he does things... And I, you don't even know who I am because I'm using a fake name here on this podcast. This is not about me, this podcast. You know? uh, I don't want you to know who I am and I'm pretty sure you're never going to work it out. Uh, right. When, see, this is this just... I want these, these um, episodes, podcasts, whatever, in the ether just so they exist, even if no one listens to them. I have no wish for anyone to listen to them. I just want these thoughts to exist in the ether, you know? emptying my own head all right okay now um yeah he does favors for people now he's been let down of course yeah and uh, over the times over the years um some people have let him down and some people haven't you know uh, there was one particular person i think who you know he bought a car and he did this and he sorted out his visa problem and all that sort of stuff he just you know and this is this is um hard earned money and hard earned time Sorry, I just I got chopped off because uh, I, I do these podcasts straight into my phone, and if someone rings, um, it chops the it chops my voice off, which is not a bad thing, probably. Uh, okay, um, look, I was saying something there, and I won't finish that thought because you know what I was getting at. Um, and oh, I asked him one time, um, you know, the, the, does it make you cynical when people let you down? And he said, look, I know you know x percentage of people are going to let me down you know but i like you know there are some people who won't trust anybody uh because they don't know if they're going to be loyal and he said uh, he said it's not actually it's see this is where is it about them is it about himself he might be a tree <laughs> um he might be an atom of matter filling a vacuum in the middle of space you know this might touch on the deepest points in philosophy which i haven't got the brain power to explore you know all i can do is hint at them but anyway what he said was um uh yeah i choose not to i choose not to live like that um he said, um, I know some people are going to let me down, you know, when I put, you know, and some people aren't. But he said, I, um, he said, I don't know which is which before I do what I do. He, what he's saying is just like my brother, it's what I do. And I don't want to live my life um, assuming that people are going to let me down before I even 
give them a chance, you know. So he said, I put my faith in people um, knowing that some of them are going to let me down, uh, you know, and... Um, and um, and, and that's that. And I don't think he thinks much more about that. You know, anyway, all, in all of that, you know, I've got a few examples there um, of, you know, ideas that might hint at the idea of what are we here for? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he taught me philotomo, which is unsurprisingly, unsurprising because he's Greek. So he's going to give me a Greek name, uh, a Greek word. All right, now... Um, Anything else I want to say there? And then you have the Godfather. Yeah. I'm going to do you a favour. <laughs> yeah. And one day I may call you. That day may never come. I can't do quotes because I don't watch movies. I did see that movie, actually. I haven't seen this There are many movies I haven't seen. But I'll say no more about that because this podcast is not about me. As I scrounge about here in the rabbit hole, uh, yeah, looking for clues, uh, I start to think to myself, hmm, uh, if uh, the person who I'm talking about uh, is capable of being let down by people he does favours for, as I would call them, I'd call them favours, um, yeah, he might call them, you know, what he does. All right, if he feels let down, see, this is, uh, you know, philosophy never stops. Philosophy's annoying, you know. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it, it disappears up its own, you know. Uh, but anyway, let's pursue it. Um, if he, gets, he feels let down because the, you know, the person let him down, because, you know, after he'd done him a favour, let's say, and he's a bit upset about that. Well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But, you know, even that he, he sort of notes it, is that a problem? Um, is that a little bit quid pro quo? You know, he was expecting something in return, was he? Uh, look, the, all I can say is um, I'll just think of a hypothetical example that might not be so hypothetical. It doesn't have to be exactly, you know, favour for favour. You know, imagine you you know, you, the listener, that I don't have. Um, you give someone a job and then the person comes to you after you've given the person a job and at that point, actually, no one's given anyone a favour yeah. uh, because no, uh, because when you give someone a job, um, it's, it's a trade. Yeah. Um, and, uh, gee, you could keep talking about altruism forever and ever, you know, because I know yet another person who gives people jobs and feels like she's doing them a favour, you know, but in Australia at least, when you give someone a job, you don't give someone a job, they apply for the job and it's a trade, services for money, equal relationship, you know, one person isn't the queen or the king over the other, you know, um, you, know uh, you know, this other person I know sort of has this sort of an attitude, um, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping such and such and his family uh, alive, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of myself because I'm able to support so many people. You know, I employ them, I support them. And I say, hmm, no, labour laws in Australia are such that it's a trade. Um, you are getting a benefit out of them just as much as they are getting a benefit out of you. Uh, so, you know, you could talk about altruism forever. 
Now, as to this other employer, this um, this Greek person who I'm talking about, hmm, what's his um, story? No, um, I'm imagining a hypothetical that's not so much a hypothetical, where you give someone a job, and then above and beyond that, because you know you're kind of treating them like, um, you know, the, you're all you know like family. Um, then you, the guy, um, his car breaks down, and you don't sack him. What you do is you buy him a car instead, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. Or, um, you know, his children have an illness um, and you pay for the medical fees or something like that, you know, because he's not on Medicare yet or something like that, you know what I mean, because it's come from overseas. You know, something like that. Um, but let's say, you know, take the example of um, his car breaks down and he's in distress and all that sort of thing. He's, hey, look, you know, we work together. We're, we work as a team, you know. And that reminds me of my brother as well. He's a work-as-a-team sort of person in his employment. You know, he, um, he, he has it, an attitude um, in his workplace that he and, his, he and his fellow workers are a team in the same way that football players in a football team are a team. You know? and, um, and, yeah, and you can get burned by that. If you, if you think that, because you make assumptions that other people are thinking the same as you and you could get burned because um, you think you have this uh, sort of um, understanding that we're all a footy team together. And you might even say it, you know, you might say, listen, we're all a team, you know, we'll stick together, you know, uh, just like the Bombers. Um, and uh, But then one of the people in the team shafts you, you know. So that can happen, because and in that case you've made the mistake of assuming just because you you think that when you're working that everybody in your team is a team doesn't mean everyone else thinks that you know. So you know if you're altruistic, let's say, or you know what I would call noble in your approach to work, you can get burned, you can get shafted. You've got to be a little bit smart, maybe. Um, well, no, perhaps you just don't want to live like that. And even though you know you're going to get burned, um, you stick to your ethos and you say, no, I'm going to work as a team anyway, even though I know I'm going to get burned, you know. And then when you do get burned, um, someone comes up to you and says, weren't you a patsy? And he says, no, I wasn't. I knew I was going to get burned by someone. I just didn't know who. Um, but I chose not to live like that. So, I, no, I'm not a patsy. I'm not a doormat. Um, I, I uh, knowingly trusted people too much and I got burned and I knew I would so shove off you know and, and maybe and yes it's true the other person I was talking about too you know he says I trust people um, and I know they'll let me down uh, not all of them only some of them I don't know which one though that's a problem um, and then you know someone does let him down and the, the example I'm thinking of is you know he buys someone a car you know, um, so that he can keep coming to work and, you know, he's just trying to help, you know. And and then the person sells the car and quits the job, quits his job, and you never hear from him again. You know, and essentially that's tantamount to stealing money, really. You know, because there was a kind of understanding, you know, look, you've got a job with me, I'll buy you a car. Um, and then he quits the next day, he says, and he leaves a note. He doesn't even leave a note that says... Um, Hey, I, I just had a windfall, a car that came from the heavens. Um, so I'm racking off now. I don't need the job anymore because I just sold the car and I've got 10,000 bucks. 
you know, and that's how you can be let down. It's not necessarily a godfather scenario. Okay, um, yeah, I could talk about this stuff forever. This episode has gone far too long already, and, you know, as uh, I don't know. I'll just keep chatting until I feel like not chatting, and then I'll stop chatting. <laughs>